0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Expansion Pack podcast, where we download this week's gaming news. And of course, we're bringing it straight to you. We are here on episode 54. And of course, I'm your host, Danzel, aka Black Ice, joined by my co-host each and every week, starting off with Manny, aka Goopmaster Flex. What's going on, man?
1: You already know, stay gooping.
0: Stay gooping. Because, you know, it's a lifestyle, right? Definitely. And of course, we also got my boy Chris down there, Mr. May 25th. How are you doing, my boy?
2: I'm good, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna try what he did. Cause when you did it, it looked cool. You know what I'm saying? So he... <laughs> <laughs> you
1: yeah.
0: oh, for those who are listening, I... he tried he tried the finger the gun time. sort of thing, you know. I don't know. He's, he's yeah. yeah. Just... Hey, I, got, go.
2: I gotta figure out the neck thing too. I'm fucking that up, but <laughs> I'm
0: gonna get it, I'm gonna get it. You get uh... it. You get it, you get it. Gotta be like Goop. That's the that's the goal. Lifestyle, yeah. baby. <laughs> oh man. So, guys, how are you guys doing this week? Yeah. Same shit. Different toilet. Same it's shit. almost 2022 <laughs> though, y'all. It's crazy. What's that? It's almost 2022. Oh, right? It's it nuts. 2022. Oh yeah. my god this this uh this year this year is already gone, guys. It's already gone. Mm-hmm. So you know we're gonna have our hands on the olden ring,
1: you know.
2: Oh God. Fuck well, that!
1: Next thing you know, And it ends on Starfield, Elden Ring. Ain't nobody talking about no Elden Ring with bro, Starfield bro. drop. Come on, you gotta here. set realistic expectations.
0: You can't just go ahead and shoot for <laughs> that, that a whole is a eleven realistic months. We got, we, got we got, got a year. He shot a year. He shot a whole year ahead. Hey, bro, twenty twenty two. Elden Ring coming out like next month. Yeah, like twenty
1: twenty
0: two. We we excited hey, for everything, guys. We excited for the Elden Ring. We excited for for Starfield, Saints Row. Saints Row. Redfall, everything. Yeah, man. it's gonna be Horizon. a great year. Horizon, God of War. Well, who knows if that'll actually end up coming out next year, but we're we're assuming it will. Um, but yeah, guys, uh, you know, we got a lot of games to talk about. We got a lot that we're excited for, especially with the game awards coming out this week. Um, you know, again, a little bit of housekeeping, guys. Make sure to check us out. We're gonna be streaming on our Twitch and YouTube channels, live streaming our reactions to the game awards. So please make sure to come check it out. Uh, show your support for sure, and also um, we just recently dropped a video a couple days ago at this point um, mm-hmm. with our Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City review. Uh, really, one of our first times doing something like that, like a, a whole yeah. video dedicated to a movie review of all things. Um, it was it was quite the experience, and the movie was quite something to talk about. So um, make sure to ten out of ten. What to recommend? Yeah, sure. You if you know anything about Mania, it's the, 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 the video polar not... opposite. <laughs> the episode is ten out of ten. The movie, not nice. so much. So yeah, make sure to check that out. That's up on uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere you guys get your podcasts, and of course up on our YouTube page. All right, guys. Yeah, so let's get into uh, the meat and potatoes of it, guys. Uh, Chris, you know, like you said, it's the end of the year. It's getting nice and cold. Take it nice. away, man.
2: Frio, frío. It's cold outside. That means it's time for another spring this week's question is um what is a game that has had or that hasn't had a sequel that you wish has had one but it just never came out you know like so i wouldn't say we could come up with something recent because then you could be like oh cyberpunk no no not cyberpunk obviously we hope that maybe gets a sequel at some point but I'm talking about a game from the past that just literally never, the story's never closed up or like you never got your second experience or you never got to see how it worked on a next gen console or any of that kind of situation. Like what's the one game that, or a couple games that didn't get that chance to shine like that? Which ones? That's the question. So it seems like it's become a routine for me to start. So I will start. <laughs> Cause I knew it was covered. Mm-hmm. So, my answer, and I'm gonna give two. One of them real quick. The first answer, the quick one, <laughs> is gun. Y'all remember that game? I like it was the Western game. game. It was kind of like the competitor almost to uh, Red Dead. Oh, Damn. Why did we never get a gun too, bro? Like I don't understand, but whatever. That was my quick one. What I really wanted to choose though is um. Tommy, the the game, it was like the artsy
0: anime is game with the, the wolf, the calligraphy yeah. game. Yeah, there was a second one. What? Where there was a second one? D- Deadass, look it up. There was a second one. I feel like it was uh, on Switch or something look at this random because
2: <clears throat> I know it had an HD remaster because I have that one, but it's not what
0: I'm thinking about. Then, nah, I could have swore there was a second one. Hold on. No, you said the dog? hold
2: on, people. We gotta look this up because I need to know.
0: No, no, there wasn't. There wasn't. I'm I'm getting the the HD remaster mixed up. It was the HD remaster. Oof. You're
2: right. I say your boy been slacking because <laughs> that's my game right there. I love that shit. So yeah, I really wish that they would take today's technology and make us a new Okami game. I think if anything, it will be a visual masterpiece. That's
0: okay. all I got to say. I agree. Hmm. Do, you, do you remember, like, the trailer for um, Everwild? Like, I would envision it. <laughs> yeah, totally bro. Like yeah. That.
2: Yep. Mm-hmm.
0: Hmm. Everwild. Man, I want to know what's going on with that. They to show some of that shit this week, man.
2: So,
0: <clears throat> I heard that it, it got pushed back because they don't really know what the direction of the game is. They had, like, a, a creative vision, but I think they kind of got stuck. They so. That was kind of the beauty it. <laughs> <laughs> um, hmm. But, yeah. I, I, hopefully, we get something about that soon. Um, Maybe at the game. Yeah, game man. Time. Sure. But, Manny, what you got, man?
1: All right. I feel like this is pretty clear. And, daylight, I think a sequel that we all need is Anthem 2. You know what I'm saying? All right. I'm joking. That even. Uh oh. Oh, boy. Wow.
2: What a way to freeze.
1: Now I'm back. Alright, so I just started to... a <laughs> screw the Fortnite boomer. Um one game that I like to see come back that hasn't had a sequel yet. And I don't know if you want to count. Well, let me say the game first before I say that. Alright. So I thoroughly enjoyed Quantum Break um by Remedy Games. And I was surprised to never see a sequel. Even though you could kind of say like control since it is in the same universe, could technically be like a sequel to it. But yeah, I just you know give me a Quantum Break too. You know that game just like in my opinion was uh you know I enjoyed the story thir- enjoyed the story thoroughly. I'm like what a tongue twister there. <laughs> and you know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, I have I have even a better game. You know Quantum Break is the first game since Chris gave two I'm gonna give two. But I think my second game that I think we deserve a sequel to is Sunset Overdrive. Ooh. What happened? Insomnia games. What happened, bro? That mm. game right there was a banger. Like, even though like sales wise didn't do great, it was like, in my opinion, an underdog. Or like, the game just got slept on a lot because people just, you know, shit it on Xbox for no reason. Say so had no exclusives, and then when Xbox brings out a banger exclusive, or you know, they look the other way. But in my opinion, I think Sensor Overdrive definitely deserves a remake because that game was like, uh, it was like a parody to, like, other games, you know what I mean? It kind of, like, made fun of other games while ma- being their own game, which, honestly, did a great job in, and I kind of wish we had a sense of Overdrive too. but instead, you know, Insomniac went back to PlayStation and made their games, sadly.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I definitely think the money thing played a, a huge role, like, mm-hmm. you know, and plus, Microsoft at the time, like, they were... That was That was one of the few, like, bright spots in, like, the failings that was the early... Xbox One era. Um, mm-hmm. So, like, I think that's that's probably plays a small role in it, too. Like, the people who are responsible for those decisions were pretty stupid. But Definitely. at the same time, you can't fault Insomnia. I mean, they got a chance to go make Spider-Man, like... Oh, yeah. You know? It's not their fault that they, you know, left, like I said, in the end. It's a smart business decision. But, you know, I miss that game, man. Bring it back! Nah, I'm feel, I feel on that. Um... <laughs> Damn, that was those are two really, those are bangers. Yeah, those are bangers. Oh, <laughs> um, I got two. I don't know if they're as good as Manny's, but I feel like they, if 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 Thursday hits, Game Awards hits, and we get both of these, it's like revivals or whatever. <laughs> whew, yeah. Your boy would be losing his mind. So first one, uh, again I'm gonna do two just because you know so far everybody's been doing two. The first one is um, I don't know if you guys remember that game Black. It was, like, Mm -hmm. that was the other one I was going to say, Yep,
2: yep,
0: Man. Yep. And, like, at the time, that game was, like, a a graphical, like, masterpiece. Like, technologically, like, sound game. It was beautiful. Like, the, the bullets breaking, like, the brick and things off the wall and all that stuff. Like, it just looked absolutely insane. So, imagine reviving that game with, like, Unreal Engine 5 or something. It just looking, like. Way too photorealistic, <laughs> like maybe mm-hmm. to a fault in a sense. um yeah. I would love to see that, <clears throat> and then another game that I think would really, really benefit from not only like not only a, a a new version of the story, but like just the the way everything about that game was. This game was structured. Uh, first of all, I'm just say, game is La war <laughs> I thought that game uh. was so much fun, and um, I don't. It definitely didn't get a sequel there was rumors that a mm-hmm. sequel was supposed to hit but some of the things that like i i very distinctly remember about that game was the idea that you're you're a detective in the 40s or 50s or whatever mm-hmm. and the way they used um like the the facial animation that you you were basically supposed to interrogate someone ask them questions and like determine whether or not they were lying or telling the truth based off their facial animations Imagine that now in 2021 or 2022, with like Unreal Engine Five and all the other crazy tech that we mm-hmm. have out there, where like zooming in on faces will be like a <laughs> another like surreal experience. Um, yeah, I I just think that would be amazing. And then if you if you brought that into like modern day, all the things that can be done with that, like imagine imagine LA Noir in like New York, like 2020 you know, like making it as realistic as you can possibly make it. And you're just like a real life NYPD detective, or I don't know, maybe, maybe you don't want to be like a police officer nowadays, but maybe you're like a private investigator or something along those lines. And um, just like going around interrogating people and, and like telling the story of New York through like an interrogator's eyes. I think that would should be a really cool experience. So mm-hmm. both of those games, dope ass experiences graphically. Um, yeah, I I think between the two, though, I would definitely be leaning towards an L.A. noir. But that's something that we know how Rockstar gets down. They're like, mm. it's, it's too late.
1: We ain't getting no L.A. noir Because I know they shut down that studio because of what happened. But what is it called? Now, um, definitely, like, like you said, at the time, that game graphically looked amazing, especially with the facial face scan feature they had back in the days. Like, it was definitely so ahead of its time. Just sucks to see like such potential go to waste. But in the end it's like, you know, back then I heard it was just like um the working environment, hard to like get everything done as quickly as you wanted to and everything like that. So I can understand why we haven't got one yet. But maybe with technology nowadays it's probably easier. So
0: Plus I'm sure I'm pretty sure Rockstar's opened some newer studios. I mean, you know, they can they can figure some stuff out. Like if they don't yeah. necessarily focus on making a new Red Dead that could be the other franchise, right? Like they still had still that game agent that got announced and then never like we never saw anything about, you know, so I feel like there's opportunity for Rockstar to make something other than just Red Dead and Grand Theft Auto. So if they do Mm -hmm. it, I hope it's either that Agent game, um, because it it sounded cool on paper or like a new LA Noir for sure. I thought they
1: (laughs) When did they announce Agent? Because ain't it
0: years ago. years ago
1: wasn't it like I, I know i saw a video about apb but wasn't like
0: agent supposed to be like what apb was or that was like a whole different thing Mm-mm, APB okay. was a whole different thing i think people okay. compared i think maybe the reason why you said that was because people compared apb to like grand theft auto they were like oh this is gonna be like a grand theft auto like style game where you can go anywhere open world do all this other stuff but um, mm. agent was supposed to be a completely different vibe from my understanding.
1: Yeah. Too bad Rockstar sucks now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he said
1: they suck now. Oh man. <laughs> Bro, yo, like it sucks because we haven't got like anything new really in a long time. And the latest thing we got was obviously the definitive edition, but that's it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that man, just means they're biting
0: their time. That's I mean, that's how it is. That's how Rockstar functions they just go in a hole yeah. you don't fucking hear from them for forever and then probably they come still making out. money gto oh of course but I'm you know then chill, they just though. make art
2: on it mm-hmm. <laughs> they're gonna make this next gta what cyberpunk was supposed to be i'm telling you I don't all know. the stupid shit that we were t- i mean in terms of like you know how i said i wanted the world to be more alive and more of the interactive stuff i think we're gonna get a shit ton of that in this newer game Mm. I hope so. To make the world feel more like, you know, it's just not the same thing every time you log in. That That's my assumption, because I don't know why else they would be
0: taking so long, but... Mm. I hope so. I mean... Mm-hmm. A large part of me feels like that world that you're talking about <clears throat> can't exist until they basically make... Like, they would have to make everything happen online. Like, those those events that you're talking about would have to be like procedurally generated and they would just have to happen like on a server and the game would have to be connected online all the time. doesn't necessarily mean it would have to be like an MMO or multiplayer based, but it would, it would constantly need connection to the internet so that it can like create those moments and have them stream in like in real time, I think. Mm -hmm. But I also think that cyberpunk had a decent amount of those moments that didn't feel like, I mean, they're obviously scripted because that's the nature of game development. Like they had to be scripted, but yeah. there were enough varied situations where I was like, this is, this is believable. Like the world felt alive, but I feel like there's a different, there's like a step further that you can take it with like streaming. Yeah, the sure, online. So. Yeah. We'll see, we'll see how it goes. Um, but yeah, guys, we'll, let's get into, you know, the, the, the bigger topics for the week. Um, so first thing we really want to start off with here is, uh, you know there's some pretty big news around battlefield so obviously we know battlefield 2042 just recently announced um (laughs) to pretty uh mixed results i I guess you could say mixed reviews i i still think the game is pretty good you know it's it's like it clearly needs work and i guess it it really wasn't finished but the community (laughs) i don't know man they just they really are not vibing with it it's uh it got I guess at one point in time it was like the worst reviewed game on Steam, which to me feels crazy. Like I don't I don't feel like it necessarily deserves that, although I haven't played it on PC, but I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It doesn't Yeah, I even
1: heard bad it. as bad as like
0: losing almost half the player base in
1: just like sure amount of time.
0: And and I can kind of understand that. Like I don't I don't necessarily think that losing half the player base and the game being good or bad is necessarily related. Cause I do feel like people were looking for something different and mm-hmm. I just don't think that the way battlefield, is set up is for everyone. It's like, it can be very chaotic and there's a lot going on at any given time. And I don't think that that's necessarily for everybody. Like a lot of people want the smaller arena shooters type stuff. And a lot of people like the, the bigger warfare. So I'm not surprised they lost the player base, but the idea that the game itself is fundamentally bad. Like I find that weird, but you know, there's clearly a lot of work to be done with it. So, um, with that being said, Vince Pella, those of you who, uh, who don't know who that is, he is the person or one of the people who created Call of Duty. Um, he is currently the head of, uh, Respawn Studios who makes Apex Legends. Um, I believe they put him in charge of Ripple Effect, which was a, a newer studio that EA spun up, uh, for Battlefield in particular. And now they've went ahead and given him the title of, um, basically the head of dice as well so he's he's literally (laughs) like overseeing a good pretty much all of ea shooters right like all of their mainstream shooters at this point in time so Mm -hmm. he's obviously responsible for apex um now he's responsible for battlefield like it's it's a pretty big deal and Dice not only does battlefield but they also do star wars battlefront and um you know they're also responsible for their frostbite engine too so I don't know if this is necessarily because of how poorly Battlefield 2042 was received um, that the general manager of DICE has since left. But I do think it's very telling that EA trusts this man, Vincent Pella, to be heading up, you know, so many different portions of very critical areas of their business. Like, you know, we we talk about all the time, like um, Respawn Entertainment is easily... EA's best developer right now, right? Like the success of, of uh Titanfall itself was good. The success of Apex is obviously like astronomical. And then even the success of the Star Wars game, you know, a lot of people would argue that is probably the only good Star Wars game that EA has come out with. So, to know that this man has pushed out such excellence <clears throat> and then to see him going ahead and, you know, heading up the Battlefield studio, I guess it doesn't necessarily surprise me that they want to put this in his hands, but um it's, it's definitely very interesting. Uh, EA actually had a quote out. They said uh, about Vince Sampel in particular that his ability to lead studios and bring developers together so that they can create world-class experiences unmatched. Um, and they also went on to say that they believe the structure, process, and vision he brings will enable Battlefield to excel like never before. No one mm-hmm. knows shooters and live services like Vince, which obviously based off his track record is very true. and. It also makes a lot of sense when you think about the fact that EA very desperately wants Battlefield to be the next or like overtake Call of Duty at some level. So, you know, it would only make sense to take the original creator of of Call of Duty and put him in charge of all of this. So, uh, yeah, I mean, with with all that being said, guys, what do you guys think about the news? Manny, I'll start with you.
1: Yeah, I mean... I, I feel like they do need, like, a little change of scenery, especially with, like, the bad reviews taking place recently. Mm-hmm. One thing I just do wish is, like, I feel like Battlefield 2042, especially since their model is to kind of, like, make it a live service game, I kind of wish they made it a free-to-play so that, you know, in a sense that, like, they they won't look as bad because I know they're going to try to shell off some battle passes in the future. They're already, like, selling cosmetics and everything like that. so. You know, you basically got, like, all the recipes for, like, uh, you know, a nice life service free-to-play game. But I feel like the fact that they charged that $60, $70, I think, or $100 price point for, like, all these different editions kind of, like, really ruined the game. And hopefully um, our guy Vince, you know, making a lot of great games like Apex, Timefall, and all that stuff. I mean, we've seen what happened with Timefall 1. Time for one, and um, you know, how he revived it with two, even though sadly two came out at a bad time, it's still such a great game. Um, so hopefully, um, you know, the impact that he brings out can definitely uh show here with uh possibly making Battlefield a better game.
0: Sure, makes sense to me, man. Um, Chris, what do you um, think, man?
2: Um, I mean, the dude has a proven track record um i don't think anybody's ever gonna question his acumen when it comes to like fps's or creating games that succeed or any of that kind of stuff so the only negative i could see in this regard is that maybe he might have too much on his plate at one time yeah. that, that might be the only thing because like some don't get me wrong i know this man be putting in work but he's one man you know what i'm saying <laughs> so it's like <laughs> you know only do so much my dude so like I'm going to give the benefit of the doubt and think that he's he's going to handle this with ease because, I mean, he's going into a confidence. He wouldn't have taken the, the position if he didn't think he could do it. But mm-hmm. that's maybe my only thing that I could think of that is bad about this in any regard. At the end of the day, Battlefield just kind of got an, an ace in a hole out of nowhere. And now, uh, granted, we have to wait to be what comes from it. But, um, yeah, I don't get how it's a negative, you know. I, I kind of also feel like this also it shows that they have a lot of investment for the long term for this game, I think. Uh-huh. I don't think this game is going to end up being a um a one year deal like how Call of Duty does. I think this game even if it has a rough first year, I absolutely foresee this game catching a wind at some point. Mm-hmm. And if not with the multiplayer stuff, maybe they do it narratively, maybe they do it with some other stuff, but they wouldn't have brought this man in for no reason if they were just going to make another battlefield another year or whatever and just give up on this one. This is a game that they clearly have a lot of eggs in the basket on and yeah, let's see what they do with it, you know. Mm-hmm. It's it's good it happened early, but I kind of wish that they would have got this settled maybe even before the game came out cuz maybe it would have helped how things are looking now, mm-hmm. but yeah, that's can be chooses.
0: Well, I guess that's also a tough thing, right? Because unless unless you unless you push the game back chances are they weren't going to make that change until after the game got released right you look at um look at what happened with halo right that's a great example so the the studio head of 343 at the time like he well he stepped down they said but he may have gotten fired you know you know how those types of things go um he got he basically there was a change of the guard and then all of a sudden boom you have joe Staten, and then the game gets pushed back because he he realized the game's not really in in the best of shape it's not ready to go so i think they kind of even though the the change happened before the the game got pushed back part of me thinks that they made the decision to push the game back and then they switched leadership um Mm. and i feel like they weren't ready to do that with battlefield so it made sense for them to wait till the game got pushed out first and then make the change. The thing that I do find interesting about all of this though is um you know like like you mentioned it was already announced that he was going to be heading up the ripple effect team the the new studio that got uh that basically got spun up recently. They're the ones who are responsible for Battlefield Portal. But they've also said that they're creating like a, a new Battlefield experience um that should be coming at some point in the next year or so. There's been rumors swirling that there's they're working on and I don't know if this is necessarily Ripple Effect, but it would make the most sense that it would be them. There's rumors that EA is, is working on a Battlefield hero shooter um, in a sense of, like, I they didn't really describe it as being, like, Overwatch, but when I hear he- hero shooter, that's the first thing that comes to my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and it would make sense to me, again, that Vincent Pella would be involved with this because Apex, in a sense, is also a hero shooter, although, you know, more Battle Royale-focused, um and obviously like he has that area of expertise there so i wonder if that's that's the big thing that ripple effects working on if it is i'm really hoping that it's like built into 2042 as opposed to it being a separate experience because manny you made the point earlier where the game should have been free to play but i do f- i have a sneaking suspicion that they will continue to add on different game modes and different things onto the game and i think that may justify that like 60 70 dollar 100 dollar price tag you know that from the different editions um but that's clearly just speculation here but i, I just feel like mm-hmm. it would make the most sense for ea to do it that way that way people won't be pissed because if you release another battlefield game or another battlefield experience and just make it free to play after you've just had people shell out 70 dollars for a multiplayer only game like i don't think that's going to go over very well so i don't know mm-hmm. What do you guys think, though? Would you guys want to see a hero shooter, you know, Battlefield experience? Like, what do you think, Chris? Um, yeah. I mean, I'm not mad at it.
2: I guess I'd be more curious to see um, if it's going to be, like, a realistic type of hero shooter, or are they going to lean more into more, I want to say abilities, but, like, specializations or whatever. Yeah, I guess you could say. Kind of like how it is in, um the name of the game that we stopped playing uh uh division oh we man. have like different like uh well tactical things that you can do i don't know if they'd make it like that but either way i'm, I'm definitely here for games like that especially if, like <clears throat> the closest thing i could think to something like that like because i know you said overwatch Why
0: while, while you think about something though i'll just propose <laughs> that they already have like special like uh specialist right i forget what they call them mm-hmm. in the game but yeah they already have specialists in the game i guess those are technically the heroes i i'm sure you can mm. expand like if you if you're making a specific mode i'm sure you could expand like the different specialist abilities to make it more uh central to the mode in particular but like for example like we, we talked about it here before like there's a and, and manny and i use this particular character But there, in twenty forty two, there's a character that has a wingsuit. She also has like three different grenades that you can cycle through, Um, and she's you know like she's the only character that can do any of that stuff. So like in my mind, that's like a hero character, right? Mm -hmm. There's another character that has a grapple, and that's the only character who can have a grapple. So I think Mm -hmm. I think it'll it'll definitely still be realistic. Um, I'm just I don't know. I guess I'm just curious like what that would look like because another thing that just popped into my head, mini Um, what's the name of that mode? The like battle royale esque mode. Hazard Zone? Hazard Zone. Isn't that kind of hero shooter-esque in a way, right? like each person can only pick mm-hmm. one operator. Um
1: Yeah, it's kind of like, you know, you like an Apex where you pick your legend and you go only have one legend per, you know.
0: Team, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I wonder. I wonder what would be so different about this mode. But, Chris, what were you uh, pondering on?
2: Um, It's funny because, like, the game, in a sense, like, on paper, it it sounds a lot like Apex to me, in a sense, but just not with the Battle Royale. You know what I mean? Because Apex, you kind of go in, you start the match, you pick your character, and he has all his own stuff. And. Yeah. Yeah, because, yes, yeah, just Apex without the Battle Royale, which is. Mm interesting again to think about I, I'm definitely here for it if they do it because now that I said that and it's making me think in this way I'm like yeah if y'all did it the right way I'm definitely gonna play it you know what I'm saying so yeah make it go ahead make the shit I'm here for it <laughs>
0: yeah I'm, I'm just curious like what they would do and how they would do it but Mandy, what do you yeah. think
1: yeah yeah I mean it's I have mixed feelings especially since you know There is a possibility, knowing EA, that they could possibly release this hero shooter and put a price point on it and have a lot of fans upset. But I kind of feel like, even though they do have, like, these specialists in Battlefield now, that they kind of should have just, like, maybe saved those specialists for that hero shooter, because now you're going to go to a point where it's like, They make this hero shooter game and you're like, oh, but, you know, we already seen these heroes and they maybe added like two or three more if it does come out within a year. And it's like, all right, now I feel like this is just like another recycled thing. If they do shell out it with a price point, if it's a free to play, then it will make sense. But it all depends on that aspect, honestly.
0: I I really think it's it is like built into 2042. Battlefield 2042. Like, yeah, which would make sense. Yeah, because they have like a year, a, a year one pass and all this other stuff. Like I'm pretty confident that it's not going to be like a separate game. I think it will be a mm-hmm. mode. It w- it really would just make the most sense. You already have, like you said, you already have these operators. They've already come flat out and say that they're going to be adding more of them. So it would make mm-hmm. it would only make sense for there to be like another hero shooter mode. Mm-hmm. And you just yeah, like litter the world with a ton of different. Um, like operators that have all these different crazy abilities and then you figure out I, I don't know. I I I guess I can't wrap my head around what that mode would look like, but I, I mean we when I think of a hero shooter like Overwatch, I think of like a arena
1: battle kind of thing, like capture the zone kind of thing, or maybe plant bombs and destroy the like certain objectives, just like kind of like a rush mode that we haven't
0: seen yet, right? In
1: Battlefield twenty forty two.
0: But, but here's here's the thing though, right? About what you just said. So you comparing it to Overwatch, which is like kind of like a rush mode in itself, right? Or the the main mode that most people play. Overwatch and an arena shooter, they're small scale. If there's one thing that Battlefield is not, is small scale. So, like how. I'm I'm just I like I'm just so curious how they would like make it Battlefield cuz Battlefield has always been big, bombastic, all out warfare like mm-hmm. like Hazard Zone is the smallest thing I've ever seen really happen in <laughs> in Battlefield ever, you know? Like it's it's always just been big, a lot of shit happening all the time. So mm-hmm. like, how would you make that work in a in a, like, a hero shooter mode? Like would would you need to make like 20 different operators and like it would be a 20v20 type of thing or i don't know just uh, i doubt it'll
1: be kind of like that kind of skill. i feel like it wouldn't work as well and it wouldn't be as like well how do i put it like because i feel like if you're looking to make like a hero based shooter i'll think of it like uh maybe like um can't think of a word but kind of like a call of duty where it's like you know, you have that competitive aspect of it being like a skill base. You're not worrying about like 20 different people. You're worried about like you got your squad of six or four, depending on how high or low they're looking to go to. And, you know, you got to work as a team to get these objectives done strategically. um, Instead of having like this all out big warfare, because then it's like, it seems like it doesn't have that strategic aspect anymore because now you're working with large groups and just because your squad is dominating doesn't, like doesn't mean that like your other squads in your team could tank, and next thing you know, it's like it doesn't make sense as a game mode. Mm. So I kind of see like me more being a smaller scale. Maybe they bring back some like maybe they do bring back rush and have it like be like a competitive rush mode, where instead of maybe two objectives, how usually it's like maybe one smaller de- objective, or somehow having like a payload kind of mode where they move the payload. But I guess it all depends on what the direction is.
0: Imagine they call it, like, transport, and it's just, like, a, like a Humvee, like, the people are, like, surrounding, and... <laughs> hmm. Hmm. All right. No, we can't dwell on it too much, but... Um... Yeah, because yeah. it's really, like,
2: just all over what they can do with it, you know? Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of possibilities there.
1: For sure. I just I'm wish they, like, sure. stuck the... They kept the specialists strictly for, it, like, Hazard Zone, maybe, because, like, I missed the traditional of, all uh, right, your assault class, your support, medic, and scout, whatever, like it just doesn't feel like that classic battlefield anymore. And that's like one thing that kind of do miss because now it's like everybody's just running around either with, you know, squirrel suits flying around or you got zip lines and all that kind of other stuff. I just kind of I, wish like
0: that though. I like that, like, I, I like that it's particularly. Uh, so, so here's the specific reason why I like it though. It forces you to pick a role. Like you have to, you have to do a particular thing. Like, like yeah, being a, a medic and a, a sniper and this that, and the other like that 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 forced you to be a role in a sense, but I mean, many as you're well aware, like people just wouldn't give a fuck and just would go rogue and do all types of other shit. Like like pe- like medics wouldn't be reviving people, right? They would just have a medic just for the sake of having it so that they could like throw it on a healing box for, to help themselves, you know? Like this operator thing, it takes it to another level because. There are very specific roles that you can like, you know, like, like we said, you can uh, fill for yourself. Like, for example, I don't you may use the squirrel suit person completely differently than me, but obviously I love the flying aspect of it. But I also really focus on using her grenades because they're so critical, like the EMP grenade and then the anti armor grenade are huge. Like they for me, it helps me to just focus on tanks more than anything. Like I I, I grab C4. And I, I uh, use that particular operator and I try to like swoop in, drop some C4 on a tank or whatever, it may, you know, whatever it may be and try to blow things up. And then like the anti-air stuff, like I'll just chuck grenades in the air to try to get helicopters and so on and so forth. So like I feel like having that extra layer of customization around who I'm picking changes my play style. So I like that. But at the same time, I, I guess I can see what you mean around like, well, it's not it's not what we are used to in Battlefield, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But yeah, well enough about Battlefield. We'll see see what they do. You know, um I'm pretty sure next year we're gonna see that that ripple effect experience. I'm I'm very curious because that that will be one of the first things that we'll see that'll actually have like Vincent Pella's like touch on it, you know. And, and mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. so far everything he's touching has, has turned to gold. So oh. uh-huh. mm-hmm. see what happens, man. Um but yeah, moving on to uh to the next topic here. There's no good segue for this because it's it's pretty unrelated. But, um, you know, Sony's looking to uh, emulate some of the success that Microsoft has had around their Game Pass subscription. So we may finally be getting a Sony Game Pass competitor here. So this story actually comes from Bloomberg in particular. They're reporting that, um, you know, Sony's playing with the idea of this. They said that the new service is codenamed Spartacus and it would have three tiers. Uh, One would offer current PlayStation Plus perks, another would include a catalog of PlayStation 4 and eventually PlayStation 5 games, and a third would have extended demos, uh, game streaming, and a library of classic PS1, 2, 3, and PSP games. Uh, They also added that it's likely to be available on the PS4 as well as the PS5 and that if this if this service is real, it would likely be coming out in the spring. Um, very interesting, first off, mm-hmm. but I do want to just scroll a little bit further down into the article here, um, and they mentioned that the company would also be putting resources into expanding its efforts into cloud gaming. Now, they're not sure, you know, we've talked about this before, but Microsoft and Sony have an agreement to utilize um, their Azure, Microsoft's Azure cloud services for some sort of project that playstation will be doing it's presumable that it may be this game streaming thing but you know i guess the article isn't exactly sure here um the other thing that they specifically mentioned in the article let me see if i can just dig it up here real quick so so they they end the article saying however one of the key perks that game pass has and game pass ultimate is day one access to microsoft's first party titles but that might not be available with Spartacus. Um, Basically saying don't expect Sony to include its big new games day one, like game pass does. So that's, that's a big thing to talk about here in particular Mm -hmm. Um, to me, that, that one thing alone could mean that this service is already dead in the water. When I, when I, when I first hear this, it just sounds like PlayStation plus and PlayStation now being wrapped into one game service Mm -hmm. and that's not compelling enough. So Mm -hmm. I'll start by saying that Uh, Chris, uh, you know, since you were the first to say something, what do you think? Is this
2: enough? Uh, I'm right in the same boat as you. Uh, As soon as I saw that they weren't even going to try to offer any kind of first day, anything, the shit was cash to me. You got to get the shit the fuck out of here. (laughs) We ain't messing with this. We're not messing with this. Like, how is this a competitor? The whole idea is to take what your competitor does well and make it better. How are you going to take the idea and give us a worse version of it? Nah, this shit the fuck out of here. Let me not <laughs> fucking with this. <laughs> no way. Like, you could have at least said, right, even if you're not going to give us every single game, like, you don't want to just give us God of War and all that. So I know, I get it. I know. But maybe give us a counter to it. You know, maybe say... You know, if you have this service will allow you to play a new first party game once per quarter or once per every two months or something like give some people something to say, okay, hey, well I get a chance to do this at a certain rate too. Because that's the main catch with Game Pass. It's the idea that you're not paying even twenty dollars and you know for a fact that not just the games that you might have played in the past are gonna be there, but the hitters, the new stuff, the 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 first party, the, the the in-house studio stuff is going to be there day one with no questions asked. Like, it's not even a worry. It's to the point where it's like... It it changed gaming for how I look at it, in a sense, almost. If you don't have an Xbox, you won't know what I'm talking about, really. But, like, if you have one and you use the service, it's, like, it's, it's different. The way how it works now is, like, a lot different. It almost is like... I hate to say this, it's kind of like TV, but like an extended version of it. Mm. Imagine with TV way back in the day, at least, where like you would watch a TV show and then you're like, oh, shit, man, I got to wait a whole week to watch this next episode. It's kind of the same feeling that I get with Game Pass. It's almost like, all right, I'm doing this now. And I know later on I'm going to get some new shit. And I know I'm going to get some new shit. And I know I'm going to get some new shit. Mm. I have to say that three times because that's the thing that kind of keeps it fresh. You know, you're always going to get some new shit and some old shit. You know what I'm saying? They did they give you a little bit of everything. This, like you said, it sounds very much like they just decided to um take what they already had. You know, let's take this piece, put it right here. Let's take this piece and put it right here, but it's still the same amount of pieces that they had to start off with. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not yeah, yeah.
0: it's not that really ain't that just... ain't it.
2: Yeah, it ain't that ain't it, bro. Like how y'all not gonna at least say we throwing in God of War and, and Horizon with this if you at least y'all said that much fuck all the other games you still gotta pay for those but at least if you said that much that would have been worth something people would have been at least happy with that a little bit this how the hell is this still a thing and then i could still sit here and say that the show is on game pass bam i don't want to hear it <laughs> i don't want to hear this no it doesn't no, work
0: yep. it does not work nah yeah i here so one, one thing in particular that i remember. Um, seeing someone mention was that like Game Pass when it first came out didn't have that feature, right? Like they weren't doing day and date like first party releases. But that's not that didn't even matter, right? Like it doesn't matter anymore. Like Microsoft made that decision; nobody else was doing it. They were basically like pioneers in that regard. So now, now we're here. This is this is where we're at right now. So now this is the this is the 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 bar. This is the base level. Sony, you have to meet Uh that (laughs) to really be in the conversation. You know, like uh, it's it it's crazy to me. Like you have to meet that to be in this conversation. And if Sony did meet it, it would be a fucking massive success. So it makes no sense that it's not even like in the conversation right now. Now, I will reiterate that all of this is like speculative, right? Like this is a report that Jason Schreier from Bloomberg. Uh, you know reported on and he's got a pretty good track record so there's a good chance that this is real um he also did mention that the details have not been finalized yet so there is a good chance that that's probably a point of contention like they're internally saying well we have to we have to add our, our new games somebody's probably saying no we don't like knowing how sony's been in the past they've been relatively money hungry and it's unlikely that they would do that but i do feel like sony could get away with like you look at so Game Pass Ultimate is fifteen dollars a month, right? It's Game Pass mm-hmm. Ultimate comes with um Xbox Live, also comes with Game Pass. I feel like Sony could do twenty, thirty dollars a month and say, All right, we're putting our world class games <clears throat> in here. Like basically make that the 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 highest tier. So let's say the middle tier is is fifteen dollars just like Game Pass is, but it doesn't come with the day and date games or whatever. And then you make your high... T- like, I, I still think people will roast them if they if they charge $30. But at least the option is out there. And you could... Like, they could stand on their own and say, all of our first-party games are game-of-the-year contenders. They are heavy hitters. So we're going to charge as if they are that. And I think they could get away with that. Um, I really wouldn't be surprised if if this... If any portion of this article is true... I would not be surprised that when this gets announced in the summer, or sorry, in the spring, they do like have a crazy upcharge to have day and date PlayStation Five games ready to go, first party PlayStation Five games ready to go. Um, I I don't think it's too crazy, but Manny, you know, what do you think about it?
1: I mean, I know that's obviously theoretically, but if they charge thirty dollars or twenty dollars, I'm gonna be like, you know, I'm good. (laughs) But, um. Yeah, like the thought of like it being not being able to play these first-party Sony games day one does suck. I mean, even in the article they said PS4 eventually PS5, so like having that kind of statement itself kind of shows that like you know it's even worth it when it first comes out because like are you even gonna get PS5 games? So you know, like it all depending. On the price, because, you know, Game Pass, you get as low as $10, and you still get to play those, you know, first-party games day in, day out, uh, compared to you know if you were to put a hefty price tag with these multiple tiers um one thing i am excited for though is since playstation doesn't have that like backwards compatibility log and like the only way you can really play it is through playstation now if you find a way to make it look like look appealing and make it look worth it where you can play these playstation 1 2 3 games on a ps5 um i'll definitely be down um Cause I do miss playing like those classic PlayStation games that you can't play on a PS4 or unless you like emulate it on a PC, whatever, you really can't play it anymore. So, um, that's the biggest, um, I guess you could say eye candy for me. Um, but as for like, you know, like I said, where they say you might not be able to get any PS5 games when it first comes out, they got to switch that up immediately because if you can't play PS5 games, What's the point of this? Because you know, Xbox, Game Pass, they just putting out bangers every month. And it's not even games that they own too. Or like they're, you know, first party games. They're you know, like like uh Chris mentioned, you got a the show day one. And you know, you've seen all that controversy start on Twitter, people complaining about all Sony Cave and do for their fans and Microsoft's already doing it in its the first year, so it all depends on what packages you get. And the pricing on the packages, because in the end, not everybody wants to pay a hefty price for something
0: they can get for cheap. For
1: Sure,
0: thousand percent right, thousand percent right. But don't be surprised, y'all. It's that thirty dollars price tag to get your uh, Horizon streamed or whatever. Don't be surprised. If it's thirty
1: dollars,
0: I'm I'm good. (laughs) But but really, if you think about it, that's not bad, bro. Because okay, so let's say Horizon and uh, God of War both, let's say they do both come out next year, right? Mm-hmm. Those are both $70 games. Right? Yeah. So, like, let's say let's say you really would only need a month to beat each game. You You just subscribe to the service for a month and save yourself some money. But
1: when you compare it to Xbox, so <laughs> oh, know, that's, that that's not that's, that's not kicker. that's you not know? the
0: that's not the comparison for me. I, it's <laughs> obvious. Like when you compare it to Xbox, you're not doing. That. It's, uh, dude, it's obvious kicker. when
1: you compare it to the competitor. You know what I'm saying? You gotta at least match the prices. You can, like I could understand it if the highest I could understand is twenty dollars for the highest tier. If it goes anywhere above that, then I think this is just like a like a cash grab kind of scheme, in my opinion. Which I think which I know like you can argue that like you know they're trying their best and you know with the whole like streaming thing as well, you know, they had to have partner with Microsoft, so it might cost a little bit more, but that's true. So I can I can understand that maybe, but I I'm
0: I'll just stick with Game Pass, you know, uh, and honestly it's like though, if it's thirty dollars to me that's a sign of arrogance. Like and and the arrogance that they may have earned for now, because if you think about it, or if you if you look at it, it's plain and simple, right? The the first-party Xbox games compared to the first-party PlayStation games, probably up until this year, like, up until this year, we can make a different... There's an argument to be made about a couple different things, but before that, it was not... It wasn't mm-hmm. on par at all. It was not on par at all. But now, it's a different story, you know? Like, obviously, Deathloop is on PlayStation, but, like, that's technically a first-party Microsoft game at this point, Right. Um, you know Halos is coming out tomorrow as of this recording so far it's been getting glowing reviews Um Forza obviously had glowing reviews Psychonauts 2 game of the year contender Um, you know Microsoft has been killing a flight simulator so on and so forth mm-hmm. this year they've been killing it Um, but in the past like and I would still argue even now nothing nothing has come to the level of acclaim that God of War has come to on, on Xbox right now like in yeah. recent era yeah so i feel like i think we all know that it's coming like all those games are coming because of all the moves that we're seeing microsoft make you know all, all the moves on the chessboard clearly are lining up to a very uh heavy hitter at you know coming very soon like could be starfield could be something else but like the, the hits are coming from microsoft and it it would be telling to see how sony approaches this because that tells us what they think of what Microsoft's doing overall. If they do this $30 thing and put all their games day and date, then that says our games are better and they're going to continue to be better and your games aren't shit. But to to say that people aren't going to spend the $30 though, like I think I would consider it, man. Like if I could get if I could get Wolverine and Spider-Man and Horizon Zero uh, Forbidden West and God of War Ragnarok and all those different games. Like I don't know, man. I I may have to consider it. And I'm obviously not a PlayStation head at all. But
1: it's- if that were the case, I'll just wait until this game comes out because
0: I'm I wouldn't spend thirty dollars when it first
1: arrives just for the simple fact that one at that time, probably Horizon would be the only game so mm-hmm. far that PlayStation it. has coming. Unless you know you're looking to play like the older games like Ratchet and Clank and all that kind of stuff, which a lot of people probably already purchased, which would be useless to them. So, I, like, from what it's been looking, exclusive wise, PlayStation's kind of you know been been thin lately. We they on the dry waters. So, if they if they do put a hefty
0: price point, they better put up a hefty game line too. You know, I, I was yeah. just gonna say that too. I think that if this thing is real, it would have to follow or be announced with like a PlayStation showcase where it's like. All right, this year mm-hmm. we got boom boom boom. Next year we got boom boom boom. Like like you have to show us that there are going to be like you can't at this point just be uh have people just assume like oh your PlayStation you're gonna have this, that, and the other. Like you have to really yeah. show, like line it up. It has to be presented in a certain way. Like like you know how Apple, they they know how to present their products. They tell you, okay, this is this is the iPhone 12, and this is why you wanna get the iPhone 12, and look at all the different things that it's gonna do, and so on and so forth. PlayStation would have to have that level of presentation to justify that $30 price tag to say, like, our games are best in class. Look at all the games that are coming. This is what you want to get in now. Um, yeah. but we'll see. We'll see. Hmm. Maybe maybe hmm. uh maybe we might get some teases about all that stuff at the game awards. You know? Who knows? Yeah,
1: hopefully, man. Yeah. You know, uh let's
0: see. It brings us, it brings be us be actually into the last ring
1: top. uh as title.
0: Yeah, that would be Elden, Elden Ring level.
2: I mean, <laughs>
1: yeah. I feel like yeah, it would just for the ahead. simple fact that like Sony Head's been wanting this for a while. So, you know, I think that would be like a pretty high level
0: announcement. I think so it, would it would definitely be interesting. would definitely be interesting. Now, what are
2: you saying? It it just, no, I was saying, I also find that interesting is that, like. Game Pass has been out for what, almost two years now. I want to say, and they're just now coming up with it. And this is what they got. It's like, dude, what?
1: this isn't two even years. a hard fix. It's man. been out for like it's been out for
0: a while.
2: Oh,
1: longer, maybe than that, five so you... years. Maybe I mean, that's even.
0: Game Pass ain't been out for no five years. Game Pass has been I... out since I worked at Microsoft, and I haven't worked for Microsoft in a long time.
2: Oh shit! Well,
0: damn.
2: Mm-hmm. That's so. It's literally taken them half a decade and. It's even worse than I thought, bro. Even worse than I goddamn thought.
0: I mean, it's really only it's it's gained it's only gained traction in two years. So mm-hmm. that's I guess the, you know it makes sense as to that's why like it's been on your radar for that period of time. But it was definitely like a there was like a feeling out process for a little while to mm-hmm. figure out what would mm-hmm. work best for them, and they definitely hit a stride. You mm-hmm.
1: argue was like Netflix for mm-hmm. like Netflix at first was like catalog of like old movies and like shows that came out before, but now they're like. You know, since they made enough money for their Game Pass product, they're now, like, putting in their own first-party stuff that they finally made from profits
0: of Game mm-hmm. Pass. So, mm-hmm. you know, they're doing a good job. You know, and, and I I don't want to dwell on this too much longer, but I'm really glad you made the Game Pass um, and Netflix, like, comparison there. Because to me, I feel like... like so, Netflix... Actually, you know what? I'm going to shorten this. (laughs) I'm going to shorten this. So so Netflix always viewed HBO as its competitor, and HBO always viewed Netflix as its competitor, right? So it was only natural that HBO would then go ahead and make their own streaming service. When HBO did go ahead and make their own streaming service, they came with the hitters. And then not too soon after was like, hey, yo, every movie that us Warner Brothers is controlling in the theaters that's going to the streaming service day and date because they needed to be competitive and that's the type of thing that sony needs to do like you have to like do something big so i mean and again like the day and date thing is a bare minimum because microsoft is doing that so you have to find a different angle and if they hit that Mm -hmm. angle it's game over it's game over it could be be a big deal Feel like we're putting
2: a lot of faith in them to do this because I just their the track record doesn't say that they do well with these kind of decisions, man. I hey,
0: ain't nobody putting faith in. I'm, it. Just, I'm just I'm just saying like if if this is what they do, it'll be huge. I have no faith yeah. that they will make the right decision. <laughs> I have none. That's that is that is very much why I'm I'm generally not a huge fan of of them. You know, as a whole, like, uh, they make great sorry. games, but their business practices are very very poor. So I have no faith that they will make the right decisions here, but you know, it it remains to be seen. Like I said, maybe, maybe we'll see Uh something at the game awards. Um, but we're going to pivot over to the game awards conversation for now. Uh, you know, obviously Thursday, if you got, if you guys are watching this, uh, Tuesday, when, when I plan to have this episode up in a couple days, we're going to have the game awards. And, uh, you know, the last episode that we had, we went over all the nominees of who we thought we're going to win, but Another very large part of the Game Awards is all the announcements that are coming out. Like, we, you know, last year we got uh, a ton of massive announcements. I think Back for Blood, that was where we first saw Back for Blood last year. Mm-hmm. Um, the, oh my God, I forget. I, the Callisto experiment. The Ooh, game that looked like uh, Dead Space. Looked, mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that, what that is was, it called? It, it was some is Cal- something. I know it started with the C, but that game looked amazing.
1: The C, we're gonna call it the C. Yeah, we'll the go with C. the C
0: game. Um, then we also <laughs> we got a reveal that Mass Effect was coming back. So, you know that they come correct with their announcements. Oh, Perfect Dark! How could I forget that, guys? Yeah, I almost lost always, my damn mind. I wonder why you left that out. <laughs> almost lost my damn mind. Yeah, whew. yeah, we got the announcement of that game. So big, big hitters. You know, two years uh, prior, we got the first reveals of the uh, Xbox Series X. We we saw Hellblade um, two for the first time two years ago. So again, just big announcements always seem to come at the Game Awards. So with that being said, um, you know we all want to get into what each of us are expecting from the Game Awards this Thursday. So Chris, I will Mm -hmm. start with you this time around. Um,
2: I'm expecting I'm expecting a a big show, especially in comparison to last year. And last year's was pretty. Pretty, pretty large, show, I would say. I think this year is going to come with some 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 boom of bangers, right? Because <laughs> I really think like next year, and again, I'm not going to say that we're out of, you know, all the pandemic stuff yet or whatever, but I think next year, at least in terms of how things went, might more stuff that we've been anticipating will come out next year just because of all the pushbacks and all that stuff I think are going to culminate in 2022, mm-hmm. for the most part, it looks like to me. Um, and yeah, I think we're going to get a couple crazy announcements. And if I had to make like an expectation or a prediction or whatever, I think they're going to announce some kind of Bioshock something. That's just my, my guess. And that's a hunch. It came to me earlier today. I was just sitting there chilling at work. And something for Bioshock like came across my phone. I don't know why it's got this feeling. Like, man, you know, it's been long enough. Been I did hear
1: enough. some I did hear some stuff about Body Shot recently. I, they even like went into detail about like what the name of the place is gonna be and like what kind of location is gonna be. So I definitely think that is something that might be believable. You know. I was um,
2: just coming off a of, gut. I didn't even hear all that stuff yeah, here. I, You
0: can't see it right now, but my heart. <laughs> it's doing some things, I'm very excited about this this idea.
2: Right. It's a theory. Don't 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 get no palpitations over this, man.
0: Hey man Manny Manny solidified it. Well, he said, Ah, oof. Come on now. Yeah, I, got, I definitely got to find that and sort send it to
1: the chat. But you know, if we're gonna get Anzel's heart pumping, yo, you know, throw a splinter cell.
0: Don't do that. Don't don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Imagine, open one night. Don't do that. Stop. Stop.
2: The internet oh, will wow. break, man. For like a hot five hours, the yeah. internet will be broken.
0: If 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 we get anything Bioshock related, that would be my like perfect dark moment from last year. I'll tell you that mm. right now, I would lose my shit. <laughs> Splinter Cell, I'm not. We we just gonna dead that right now. I, forget <laughs> you even said it. Uh, we are gonna keep it pushing. Manny, what is your prediction for this week?
1: My prediction for a big announcement. <clears throat> Ah uh, man, it. I know we already got like a little teaser of like an Unreal Engine five demo for the Matrix, but I feel like there's going to be another big title that will use that. Um, whether if it's like another like trailer from Hellblade or like a new project that will be using the new engine, um, I'll say that. And my personal wantings, I would say, is. You know, at least show a little skate gameplay. You know, I want, I want my skate, mm-hmm. man.
2: Mm. Mm. <laughs> I, that. I have to be here for that too. Give me, no give me
1: skate too. four. Yeah. You know,
0: mm-hmm. throw us a bit or something. I want it. <laughs> show us skate four running on Unreal Engine five. That man. would be amazing, right there. Mm. Wow. Mm. That that, that would probably gonna happen, but that would be yes. something else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you mentioned the uh, the Matrix thing though, because I'm I'm very excited to see what that's about. Uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, basically it looks like Epic and Warner Brothers are teaming up to create this like Matrix experience. It's called the the Matrix Awakens. It's supposedly fully made in Unreal Engine Five. They dropped a little teaser today, uh, Monday and the teaser shows like a quick little glimpse of keanu reeves and like it takes you like a hot second to really sit there and look at him and be like wait is that is that really keanu reeves <laughs> or is it like metahuman keanu reeves but yeah it's, yeah it's clearly him rendered in unreal engine 5 it looks absolutely stunning i downloaded the experience today and it has a countdown set for uh the, you know I, I i it seems like the end of the game awards uh, mm-hmm. I think, uh, basically what the countdown shows is uh, what did you say 11pm yeah 11pm Eastern so mm-hmm. yeah it's it's a hefty download too so something's going on it's it's like 30 gigs that's the size of like some certain games right now so I was looking like at store? that it's in the store yeah right? it's if on it, the store if you, if, you if, you look, if
1: you type in Matrix you enhance you'll find it on the Xbox store yeah. but you know, you know I like how you mentioned uh, that it was like uh, like a high thirty, the gigabyte download. If that's how much like it is just for a small experience in an Unreal Engine Five, I can't <laughs> imagine how much of a space it would be for like a full Unreal Engine Five game. You know what I'm saying? Are we gonna have to sh- hey, shell but out? We don't know half,
0: what this is. Half a terabyte. You know what I'm saying? Oh no, yeah. no we can't do that. We can't do that. <laughs> but, can but 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 for real though, we don't know what this is. This could be like like a like a decent sized like experience right Mm -hmm. who knows who knows um oh my god but i'm very excited to see what it's about uh but with that being said um i am expecting to see a lot more unreal engine 5 games this year uh jeff Keighley himself has mentioned that we're really just getting into the depths of what these systems can do um i do think COVID has pushed back a lot of different things including the development on unreal engine 5 games one of the games that i'm Really expecting to see. I don't know if it's necessarily going to be an Unreal Engine 5 or not, but I'm definitely expecting to see something about Avowed um, Mm -hmm. from Obsidian. I'm like very much looking forward to that game and and what that could be. Like, that's Obsidian's version of Skyrim, and we know how well they've done like other Bethesda properties in the past. So, we'll see see what they do with that. I don't know
2: if you guys can see my heart right now, (laughs) but it's bumping. (laughs)
0: <laughs>
2: it's yeah. don't get me started to talk about no goddamn skyrim nothing yeah, man.
0: Yeah. It, it looks it looks like it could yeah. be skyrim yeah. level and that's no seems I, like... I know it is i yeah. know it's gonna be man. yeah oh, and that's God. it's gonna be beautiful man i i cannot wait to see more about that game and what you know what Obsidian's really cooking up um the other thing mm-hmm. manny you mentioned as well hellblade too i am like ninety five percent certain that we should be seeing something on like Hellblade. Like it's been, yes. it's been two. Basically, the first time we saw the game was the Game Awards two years ago, and mm-hmm. we haven't seen jack shit since. It's well overdue. It would make the most sense. It'd be the most appropriate for it to show up again at the Game Awards. um So yeah, I'm I'm definitely expecting to see something there. The next thing I'm definitely expecting to see is Cyberpunk. 2077 uh dlc like a, a brand new like expansion with like the mm-hmm. next gen upgrade and all that stuff i am we'll say we'll say like 70 percent. i'm 70 percent sure that's gonna happen like i i i feel like it's gonna be when they win best rpg of the year i think like right after that the, like jeff will queue it up and be like all right like we have something to show you guys boom it'll be you know what? Whatever the heck is the new experience for Night City, or maybe they're maybe they're not going to be a Night City this time around. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I think it I think it'll be really interesting. I am beyond excited about this game awards. I think Jeff Keighley has a couple different quotes saying that he's going to be re- revealing a, a roughly thirty games this year. Um, mm-hmm. f- he said four or five of them could be Elden Ring level announcements which is which is very huge people, you know i know we've we've had our arguments about Elden ring here, but that is definitely a really important and very anticipated game, so if there's gonna be four or five of those like hotly anticipated you know reveals, woo, it's gonna be it's gonna mm-hmm. be beautiful, it's gonna be beautiful, mm-hmm. we see any fable stuff
1: nah i think yeah. I think Microsoft says that for the game awards, and I was gonna say gears as well, but like I said.
0: For the I, mean, game I think awards.
1: that's kind of... you said for the game words or you not game words. i E3. Okay, I, you know I got game words in my mind. You know, but I feel like those two you say for E3, especially with gears, uh, the next gears being an Unreal Engine five game too. You definitely got to show that done. Okay. But uh, yeah. I feel like one thing that is like guaranteed, we're definitely going to see something from Hideo. I I feel like we. Have oh
0: yeah, yeah. You're right. His
1: best friend, you know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> wow. I don't know if they're best friends. I I feel like Jeff kind of worships this man. I mean, he
1: he, <laughs> he he
0: does idolize him. He's not really shy about that. He he loves Dale Kojima. He loves all the the things that he does. So yeah, I you're dead right, Manny. I feel like this might be our first glimpse at the uh, rumored Xbox or Microsoft and Kojima project cloud based mm-hmm. thing. Um, damn, Whew. yeah that Note that, that alone that <laughs> that alone is like an Elden Ring level announcement right there. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. good call manny good call all right yeah no we'll have to see man you know we're only a couple days away like you said we're, we're definitely going to be live streaming our reactions so you'll see uh my heart drop if and when they they announce that uh bioshock unfortunately chris <laughs> may not be able to join us so we won't see his excitement yeah. for avowed but yeah you know, we'll be wrapping with him the spirit here but definitely guys make sure to join us uh december 9th I think the show that starts at 7.30 Eastern Standard Time. So definitely make sure to come check it out. Uh, you know, you guys can hang out with us, watch it. Let us know in real time what you guys think about all the things that are being announced. Um, and yeah, hopefully you'll join us. We will definitely see you then. But before we head out, as we always do, Manny, let you started off, where can the people find you? You already know.
1: You can catch me uh, flipped upside down at Chapter 3 of Fortnite. Uh, Twitch.tv slash GoomasterFlex as well as the Instagram and TikTok at GoomasterFlex underscore TTV. You already know how we do. Stay gooping. It's the
0: lifestyle. Okay, okay. Chris, take it away, man.
2: Uh, I'm on everything at M-A-Y 2-5 T-H- X-X No pen pals. <laughs>
0: Oh God. All right, guys. So for me, you already know, Black Ice 8, you can see it right down here. If you're watching on the, uh, on the YouTube page, um, I'm on Xbox, Twitter, TV slash Black Ice 8. Uh, only difference is going to be on the Instagram and the TikTok. It's going to be Black Ice 8 underscore gaming. Definitely make sure to come check me out. Um, you know, we'll talk about games and all that fun stuff on the interwebs. Um, And lastly, make sure to check out our podcast social media. We got at Pack pod on Instagram and Expansion Pack podcast on TikTok. Guys, again, thank you guys for watching. Thank you guys for listening. Make sure to check us out on the 9th uh, on, on this YouTube page here. Make sure to come watch the Game Awards with us. Until next time. Peace. Hiya.